Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, and I've used my Move the Ball system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball community for quite some time, I'm glad that you're here with us today. This podcast is all about business, branding, sports, leadership, and how to move the ball. And if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice so that you never miss an episode. All right. So today I've got a fantastic guest with us, someone who has played in the NFL, someone who has been a successful business coach, consultant, and entrepreneur, and uh, someone that is just a great, great person who I've had the pleasure of getting to know over the last few years, and I'm really excited that he's with us. So today, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his perspectives, insights, lessons, is, and to help us to move the ball is Marcus Ogden. Marcus is a retired professional football offensive lineman who played college football at Howard University. He also played in the NFL for five years with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tennessee Titans. Currently, Marcus is a keynote speaker, business coach, and corporate consultant, like I mentioned, and he helps you elevate your success to the next level. Marcus is also the author of two books, Sleepless Nights and also The Success Cycle, and we'll talk about the the success cycle more in the show today. Marcus, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you, Jen? I am doing fantastic, and I am super excited to have you with us. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So what I want to do to kick off our conversation is let's talk about football, because as you know, and as you talk about, there's so many lessons that football teaches uh, that applies to life, to business, to your career, to your brand, to all of it. So can you talk to us for just a minute about your football journey and some of the lessons you've learned along the way that you feel have been really pivotal and critical for your continued success? So for me, it's really been about learning how to deal with perseverance, learning how to deal with grit, learning how to deal with you know, the struggles, the ups and downs, you know, in football, and I can't speak for other sports, but for, for football, you deal a lot with trying to adjust to going from high school to college, college to NFL. Uh, a lot of times you deal with, you have to adjust with like losing and having to deal with the cultural issues, situations. It could be coaching staff, changes in issues. And in order to press forward as a professional athlete, it could be exactly that professional and that all encompasses being very you know efficient being very you know uh you know, very active in community but the most part of what i feel an athlete must do as professional is maintain perseverance and grit because you're going to have a lot of ups and downs as an athlete and if you don't know how to let the negative times kind of go in and out of your mind quickly and if you continue to focus on those, unfortunately, you may not have a job for long. So those are the same type of skill sets that I've had to utilize in my career today that I learned from football, how to deal with adversity and how to persevere and use grit to get through hard times. And how do you stay mentally locked in when you're going through a hard time, whether it be, you know, a tough loss um, in a game or some other thing that just happens? in life, like what advice would you give to people so that they can stay focused 
and locked in on what it is they need to do? What I tell people is, is that I focus on my strengths and what I do well. And having those type of thoughts and having that type of mindset allows me to push forward when there are times in the past where I would focus on the blame game, the negativity, the self-doubt, the self-loathing, and I was stuck in my life. I was kind of in a holding pattern. So like when I moved to Raleigh, after losing everything in my construction business in 2013, from April 2013 until September 2013, I was in that hold pattern. I was stuck. I was constantly blaming other people for my failures. I was constantly saying it was somebody else's fault, my business partner, the contractor, my clients, my employees. And that's how I was for six, almost six months when I got to Raleigh. Then I had my pivotal moment and I had that wake up call. And that's when I said, Marcus, you're the one who made the mistakes. You're the one who did that. As a result of that, my mindset went from victim to victor. And that's when things changed for me. Sure. And what I'm hearing you talk about, so just for people that aren't familiar, you played in the NFL, post your NFL career, started a construction business, had some dealings that did not go um, in a positive way. And and this took you to where what you just described. And so what I hear you saying is you really or you were playing the victim mentality or had that mentality first, and then you turned things around and really took ownership over the situation instead of playing the blame game and looking to others, um, look to, you know, your contribution and really owned the situation that happened. And that kind of set you in a new direction once you had that ownership. Is that fair? That's 100% correct. So talk to us about once you had this realization, you've taken this ownership, what next? Like talk to us about the journey after that. So when I took ownership and I wrote down my three biggest strengths after my pivotal moment, right, Jen? That's when I came home and said, okay, I started to compute in my mind. What did I want to do? And I realized at that time, I said, okay, I really want to be a speaker. And as a result of that, that's when I said, okay, how can I do this? I started creating plans and all this stuff. But unfortunately, I I didn't realize that being a speaker was a lot more it's more up there and talking, you know, from your heart. It's more having a story and tying that story into the theme you were hired for and giving great action steps along with that theme. So for two and a half years, Jen, I didn't get one paid speaking job. Finally got my first paid speaking job April 2016. And that's when my career started to get to take off for the better. I, in the last five years, or five and a half years almost, I've worked for 25 Fortune 500 clients, consulting, coach, everything else. But it all started, Jim, me coming home after that pivotal rock bottom moment, 2013 September, and writing in my biggest, three biggest strengths. So you talk about how it took you a couple of years to get this paid speaking gig. Two years is quite a bit. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot, a lot of time, but as you're going through the day to day, it seems like a long time. And so there can be times where you might feel or one might feel discouraged or question what it is they're doing because they aren't seeing some results, monetization results, for example. What kind of kept you going on this journey? Because as we know, people always say greatness doesn't happen overnight. You've got to stick with it and all that stuff. And that's great to hear. But that's also hard to implement sometimes when you're not seeing the results. So can you talk to us about how you continue to stick with your plan? 
to get you to the successes that you have now with all these Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies that you work with? I tell everybody, focus on your why. Why did you start this business? It's for a monetary gain. More than likely, you will burn out, which is exactly why my construction company failed in 2013. I was focused on money, fame, notoriety, not helping. Today, I focus on helping people. I focus on solving people's problems, not trying to sell a product. And I focus Mm -hmm. on how can I help others turn their goals into accomplishment. As a result of that, Jen, I've been able to push through those dark times, those negative times, to get where we are today in a much brighter position with consulting clients, coaching clients, speaking clients. We have a podcast that we just launched, The Levin Market Show. It's in the top 5% most downloaded podcast within seven weeks out. And But again, it didn't start like this. It took a lot of sweat, equity, blood, tears, and failure, rejection. Yeah, I mean, you hit on so many great, great points. First, the know your why, right? Like, why is it that you're doing this? And, and something I read the other day was about, you know, some entrepreneurs think about, well, how can I make a lot of money? But the better way to think about it is how can I make people's lives better? How can I solve problems, right? To your point. And it's when you focus on that, the money will come. And it might take a little bit before that money comes. But when you're focused on solving problems versus some other reason why you're doing this, and it's aligned with what your purpose and your why is, I truly believe it's all going to work out the way it should. But you have to have that alignment to your purpose and to solving people's problems and doing whatever activity venture you plan on doing for the right reasons. Yes. If you do something for the reason of just becoming rich and or famous, that's really not the best way to be. Everybody who I know is successful has a product that solved some sort of problem, mm-hmm. i.e. Shahid Khan bumper cars for cars. That was a major problem that he helped to solve. Talking about uh, you know, Paul Allen, you know, the guy from Microsoft who was with Bill Gates and it helped solve that problem of technology. To people like, you know, even Jerry Jones who helped people in real estate. You know, it goes on like the Kraft family. Everybody that I know that's successful solve some sort of problem that their target consumer had. And as a result of that, that target consumer would then pay that person, that business entity for their product. As a result of that, that individual would start having success. Love it. And so I think that, you know, I think it's easier sometimes for people that not always, but as people that are looking to be entrepreneurs, whether they're coming from the corporate world or they're just starting out as young adults, they kind of figure out what their why is and maybe test and try some things and then they figure it out. What I want to ask you about is, you know, being a guy that played in the league, and I have a number of uh, folks that listen to the show who play in the league or who are in college looking to go pro and then eventually they'll have to do something else once that college football or that pro football career is over. This is where you find some people struggle with finding that why, right? And figuring out what it is they need to do next or they should be doing next. So I want to ask you, as someone who has kind of been on the journey of being in the league and having that identity around football and having to figure out what's next, what advice would you share? Because I work with a lot of guys on this transition. And so I'm curious, from your perspective, what advice would you share with people who are in the league or that don't have a sense of identity or trying to figure out a new one. This is also similar in the military space when they have their identity around 
the military setting and that's gone, right? And the football setting that's gone. And now you can figure out what's next. What can you share to help guide people as they figure out that next part of the journey? I tell everyone three things. One, identify what your passion is, right? It might take you a while to figure it out. Two, if you're financially secure and you have time to try to figure that out, then don't rush. Just kind of enjoy yourself and figure that out. You can't afford to sit back and just and kind of just, you know, try to find your passion in a non-rushed fashion, then get some type of other source of income to sustain yourself while you're pursuing your passion. And third, get a coach, someone that has been in your space or someone that has been in your seat that can give you advice on what to do, but most importantly, Jim, what not to do. My clients and our clients pay us to help them avoid the mistakes that I have made. So again, find your passion. If you're not in a physical position, find a job to make income while you're trying to pursue your passion and hire a coach. I think those are three very important things. And yeah, sometimes we have to take a job to bring them. And that's reality of life. We have bills to pay. We have to have a job to bring money in to pay those bills. If we don't have a financial situation where we can just take the time to figure out what that passion is. And the other part of what you mentioned is having a coach. I mean, that's so, so important. You know, as an entrepreneur myself, I have coaches. I know that you, you know, you work with a lot of people that are looking for coaching. And I'm sure you've had coaches in your career as well outside of football to help you on this journey. I mean, that's so important to be able to accelerate your forward progress and not make some of the mistakes that other people have made. So I think that's great. Uh, that's great advice. So talk to us about more, share with us some of the clients that you work with. Where do you focus? Oh, Jen, I focus all across the board. I have consulting clients that are in the mortgage business, that are in the real estate business, that are in the um, food and product business, that are in the global staffing business, have a tremendous amount of speaking clients. I've worked with clients like Intel, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. I have a speaking job coming up in July with Molson Course Beverage Company. I've done work for universities like Western Governors University, Arizona State. I, I will be speaking for Temple University in September, which I'm very excited about. I've done title companies. You know, it's all across the board, home improvement like Home Depot. I've worked for technology companies like Cisco, Siemens, insurance companies like Liberty Mutual, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, MetLife, financial planning. Again, all across the board. Done talks on leadership, done talks on marketing and sales, and culture, diversity and inclusion, and really try to focus on my story and then bring around and wrap into the presentation some action steps that are very much tied in theme the clients to have solved. Gotcha. And where can people learn more if they're interested in you speaking or bringing you on as a consultant? Where can they learn more about your service? Great question, Jenny. You can go to our website, www.marcusmarpsogdenogn.com and just shoot us an email at marcus at marcusogden.com or marcus underscore ogden at yahoo.com connect with us today. Perfect. And we'll be sure to have that in the show notes as well. So people can learn more about what you do there and then reach out uh, and book you as well. And I also want to talk about your fairly new book, The Success Cycle was released this year. Talk to us about why you wanted 
to write the book and share us share with us a little bit more about what's in it. The reason I wrote this book was to help show people the roadmap and or the blueprint that I used to go from a $8.25 an hour custodian who was bankrupt, broke, and almost homeless to a individual who now has worked for 25 post-graduate clients that does speaking, that does consulting, that goes international and travels abroad to help companies, people, anybody with the issues and or problems that they might have. And there's three major facets in the, in the success cycle. One is ambition, create your blueprint or roadmap for success, drive, be inspired or motivated, and hard work. Focus on yourself and not the competition. Absolutely. And then where is your book available? The book is available uh, on our website, also on Amazon.com, also on BarnesandNoble.com, and it's also in every Barnes & Noble bookstore across the U.S. And we'll be sure to uh, also have that in the show notes, too, so people can check out your book. And I guess I'll just ask you this question. You know, I'm an author. You're an author. I, I get reached out to quite a bit by people who are interested in writing a book, many of them former players uh, or athletes as football players, um, and then other corporate folks. I guess if there was a piece of advice that you would share from your experience with writing a book that you would want to pass on to someone who's looking to publish their own work, what would you say to them? I would tell them, figure out what is your story, who is your target audience, and if you are not a good writer, Find a good ghostwriter and find a good publisher. If you don't get those two things, your book will not be successful, which is why the success cycle for us was very, very well successful for us because my wife is my ghostwriter and we have a very strong publisher, Post Hill Press Publishing, that helped us get the message. I think that's so important. Yeah, you definitely want to make sure. I mean, I've seen people put books together and they're not the strongest writers. And everyone has a story to tell, right? And we have a story to tell and it can connect and help other people or, or a subject matter it might not be about our life. Story, but we have thoughts we want to share out there. And so you want to make sure that you, if you're not a good writer, that you have someone else that can package it in a way that's really going to be most effective. And then, you know, obviously you need a good publisher as well. So I think those are great uh, pieces of advice. So Marcus, what I want to do now to uh, end the show is I want to take you through my two minute drill and just ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? I am. All right. First question is, what did you want to be when you were 10 years old? I want to be an investment banker. Oh, interesting. Okay. At 10. Um, next question is, who would play you in a movie about your life? The Rock. That's a good choice. Great choice. How about what is your favorite vacation spot? Uh, I'd say Cabo, Mexico. Okay, nice choice. How about what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh, uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. And what is a pet peeve of yours? People who don't clean up after themselves. Ah, yes. How about what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? I'm listening a lot, Nate, to the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm hearing, I'm getting a lot of good value out of that. Okay, yes. Joe, Joe's got some popular shows for sure or episodes and my last question is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people they can be living or deceased who would you choose and why i would choose martin luther king jr i could just i would love to meet him and all he did for you know the city and the world in general i would invite the rock and i would also invite mother Teresa. i would like to hear from her 
you know, what it was like, all the work she did and with you know, all her faith and all that she did to help people uh, that were in need. Oh, those are great, three great choices. Thank you for sharing that. So Marcus, as we look to close our show, any last thoughts for our listeners? Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Jim Rohn. Goals are what you want to do. Accomplishments are what you have done. Perfect. Very, very true. Well, as we are closing the show, Marcus, thank you so much for being on today. It was wonderful having you uh, be inside the huddle with us. Thank you, Jim, for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone for listening. Until next time, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.